Welcome to the Inner Space Revolution. I'm an artist and designer here to unpack the mysteries of creativity that live at the intersection of science and our human spirits. If you are a curious soul longing to go beyond constant optimization and dig up your creative potential, ask yourself, what can happen when we collectively venture into our inner worlds? When we master our minds beyond what the status quo asks of us and embrace the depth of who we are. Come with me to find out. Happy New Year, everyone! I hope you had a refreshing and revitalizing time off with your loved ones, and especially some quiet time with yourselves outside of work and to-do lists and whatnot. Um, For those of you who might be new to this podcast, welcome to season two of Inner Space Revolution, which is really just me talking about the magic of embracing the wild and magical human spirit while still being grounded in practical, serious world living as a normal day-to-day person. Um, Literally every day now feels like I'm living in a version of Harry Potter. Not gonna lie, I love it. Um, But my journey has been all about straddling opposing worlds, different categories, and just learning to embrace being me, no matter what labels or absolutes society tries to place on me to make sense of what I do and how I think. Is she a designer? Is she a shaman? She does crypto now. What What does spiritual, spirituality have to do with money? Oh, so confusing, right? But this episode is for you if you struggle with whether you need to admonish one part of yourself in order to be another because what I found out really in this past year even is that you don't have to and I continuously have to tell myself wait, why am I trying to categorize myself again? Um, Because I'm thinking of, oh, is this going to make sense to you who is listening? Uh, And then I realize, usually when working with an energy healer, uh, I have a few that I love, um, that I don't have to do that. And why am I doing that? And so when you let these different parts of you coexist, very creative perspectives and directions can reveal themselves. And you know, that's what this podcast is about, right? Creativity and embracing our whole selves is what I see happening in the coming years, especially in the developing technologies and what we're going to talk about today, which is Web3. So on that note, to kick off this year of podcasting, I'm going to talk about crypto and Web3, unexpected, right? Because um, that space is evolving at an amazing rate. And if you're new to the terms crypto or Web3, um, they're pretty much the same thing. Web3 is kind of just an evolution of the term crypto, which is interesting to me because uh, crypto was a thing, um, like an item, 
and web three is a space and it's a it's a way to make sense of this crypto thing that didn't really make sense to people before and web three is a more systematic way of looking at this technology and i'll explain a little bit more um if you already know a lot about crypto this may be not so interesting to you but also might be because this is a creative and spiritual take on it so um anyway i am really enthusiastic about what is happening in web3 because i see enormous opportunities for everybody no matter who you are where you are who you think you are even and what i mean by that is usually people say i'm not technical um, when it comes to these things but just remember back in the late 90s when everybody used to say that being on the internet or on the computer was just for gamers and nerds and then suddenly the iPhone was invented and everyone was able to access the benefits of being online and it wasn't just for gamers anymore and nerds. So this time people do think Web3 is just for gamers, but you have to look at the big picture. So this time with the newer innovations that are coming out of the crypto Web3 space, Instead of just changing the way information moves or how we correspond and talk to each other, this is going to be a huge high-level paradigm disruption in the way we understand cash flow, the way we organize our tribes, the way we live our lives even. And because of that, I see that Web3 is like a second chance so the first internet boom was amazing, but it was built within a corrupt society and prioritized moving fast and breaking things, while this next boom that is coming, if it's not already here, is giving us the chance to engage with technology more consciously, prioritizing more intentionality in the work we put out which is a must because, because if it's a paradigm shift that we're creating, the implications of uh, what Web3 wants to do means we could literally create the foundation to a new society that maybe we don't see in our lifetimes, but we will be establishing the first bricks. You know, The metaverse is inevitable. So how are we going to fill it with love and light? right? It's a big question. So anyway, before I get started, remember to follow me on Spotify if you're into this stuff and want to get notified of my latest episodes. And also follow me on Instagram at innerspacerevolution because I like memes. So without further ado, let's get started. What is Web3? So Web3 is another word for the cryptocurrency landscape, which you might be familiar with as a speculative way to trade digital coins and get rich quick. But if you haven't dug much deeper than that, you may not know that the hype isn't just about making money and it isn't just about trading. 
So the core of the technology and the ideals that it lays out essentially points to decentralizing power. I'm not going to go too deep into the technicals of how this works because I assume a lot of you already know, kind of know the basics by now, but um, I can share some resources in the notes if needed. But what's important to know for this episode is that crypto is about self-responsibility. The whole concept revolves around you being your own bank. Um, No institutions, no intermediaries between you and who you exchange money with. So just imagine no banks, no title companies when you're buying real estate, etc. This is part of why it's controversial and often hated because when you remove institutional uh, power, there's also more risk. Um, But there's also less corruption. Um, And when you're self-responsible for your own money, this also makes it easier to participate in criminal activity, which is another controversy. But there are a lot of pros to self-responsibility. And if you've listened to my podcast before, you do know that corporatism is not my favorite thing because uh, the costs of our current means of production and endless growth is destroying the earth. So the price of choosing to move towards independence from this kind of system means letting go of some stability. And I'm not saying that crypto is the perfect solution to our problems or that it will fully take over. I'm pretty sure in my lifetime, decentralized and centralized institutions will coexist. So I'm not saying like banks will suddenly like go away, but... I do think what crypto will do in our lifetime is a little more, um, it has to do more with our mindsets. I think it will start to change the way we understand how money works and um, understand that cash flow is energy that we have within ourselves. I won't claim to know how All of this will end up in the long term, but to give you my inner space take on this, I think that no matter what happens, everyone will start to better understand the idea that money isn't just backed by a standard of metal or gold or whatever. They'll understand, and unfortunately this might happen through hardship too, um, they might understand that money doesn't dictate what you're worth as a human being. Money is energy and abundance can be understood as a state of mind. Now, don't get me wrong because I know money is very triggering to so many people, including myself. Um, And I'm not saying that all you need to do is just change your mind and you'll get rich because it doesn't work like that. Because abundance and riches has never been about riches. It's about holding energy in your body that is the energy of gratitude, of trust that everything you need in that moment is there or will arrive shortly. And yes, I know that is a loaded statement for people to hear and I'll get a lot of flack for it, but I, I might get deeper into it in another podcast because I don't have the words right now. It's hard to describe and it has a lot of nuance and 
it requires letting go of all of what we know about money. So for now, let me get back to crypto because the whole point of this talk is to just let you know that crypto will help us understand <laughs> is this tough concept. So if you don't understand it right now, don't worry. It pro- you probably will eventually. Um, anyway, so if you've ever traded in crypto, you know um, that the unpredictable volatility has a lot of emotional weight to it. So this is one example of how it might change the way we view money as energy. Uh, when you're deep in crypto and flailing around or failing or even succeeding, there's a lot of value um, talk going around about like how much you're worth or how good or bad things are. And so in trading crypto and very soon utilizing it regularly, if we don't already, it becomes a mirror to seeing how you value yourself, what your worth is to you. And so that is a a huge pro of self-responsibility is that the institutions don't reflect the value on you. You do. One of the main crypto evangelists out there, Andreas Antonopoulos, says that at the end of the day, Bitcoin is programmable money. When you have programmable money, the possibilities are truly endless. So the way I interpret that and you can replace Bitcoin with any cryptocurrency, is that when we start using crypto regularly to exchange with each other, it will eventually be in the form of coins that have value only because they represent energy that we bring into the real world. So I'll get into a little bit more of this in the next section about DAOs, but Just keep that in mind. Bitcoin cryptocurrency is programmable money, which means we program it with the standard that we value. So that said, this is obviously not financial advice. This is like a spiritual podcast. So choose your coins wisely. There's a lot of incentive here to start diving into your inner space and getting a handle of your own energy so that you know what direction you want to go because it's not going to be being in this crypto space and web3 space is going to be about carving your own path and not doing what everybody else does that's kind of beautiful Of course, you can take advice, but in the end, your decisions you should make on your own. So, um, oh, and I guess at this point, I should address also the concerns about, you know, actual energy usage uh, with crypto, because many claim that crypto is bad for the environment. And here's where I point you back to my episodes from last year. I forgot which ones, probably a lot of them, where I tell you how the current system agenda co-ops our fears and concerns to scare us out of paving the way for any sort of change. This is one of those times because the accusation is that crypto is bad for the environment 
And it's a, it's a fair argument that should be considered and thought about, especially as um, everyone is building this new financial future. But it shouldn't be a deal breaker to toss crypto out the window just because some mainstream, aka status quo media outlet says it's bad. If you wanted to, you could also gather evidence that our current way of banking and organizing wealth has way more repercussions, not just on climate and the environment, but on indirectly affecting the environment because it brings financial injustice to people all over the, over the world who would otherwise be able to build self-sufficient local economies that are less corporatized and thus less dismissive of the environment. To me, that speaks to much greater and widely positive change, but I digress. So now let's talk about another exciting Web3 framework, aka DAOs. So what is a DAO? It's an organizational structure that has come out of cryptocurrency and stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. As you can see, decentralization is a very important thing in Web3 because of, again, self-responsibility. Participants in DAOs get tokens that correspond to the value they bring to the DAO. No longer will the CEO or investors of a company receive the most returns. The people working on the DAO have a stake. It's like a co-op, but a giant, sprawling, international open source co-op for creating things we actually want to see and experience in the world that don't get driven by endless growth. So not sure how autonomous the organizations actually are in practice. It's still very early. But the idea is that so many people are participating and running the show that anyone can just work whenever they want. No bosses or managers. Again, just self-responsibility and initiative. And yeah, we'll see how that works out. I um, have seen some cool DAO projects and I'll go over a few examples in a second. But um, another reason, uh, before I get into that, of why DAOs are interesting is because clearly they're an alternative to the hierarchical structures that exist in corporations and even in religious or hobby organizations where key decisions are made by only a few people and they trickle down and affect the plebeians who do their bidding. Um, you know, that's, a, that's the most cynical take of our current structure. I'm not saying all corporations and organizations are terrible. I mean, they've been doing well for the past hundreds of years. So, um, you know, gotta have some, a little bit of gratitude for them, but, um, it's really cool to see the ultimate collaboration that is happening here with DAOs. It's more fulfilling to the people who are in them and you can have DAOs for literally anything. So, in the future, you can see local DAOs for growing food, social DAOs for friends with similar art styles who do projects together, 
DAOs for setting up sharing solar energy in a neighborhood. Um, another example is I'm in a real estate DAO right now, very early stage, that's exploring ideas on how to come up with ways to share and develop land and affordable housing. The possibilities are really endless, and I think 2022 will be very big for you to jump into DAOs that seem interesting to you. But you know, I'm an optimist, so I know there are probably many questions and doubts and skepticisms that may be running through your mind, and that is completely appropriate. Um, But this is where I get into my next section, which is how can we all participate in these new innovations in Web3 with integrity. And first off, I'll say that I'm optimistic because my optimism comes from trust. So if you resonate at all with the possibilities that I just outlined here today, and you're excited about Web3 and want to get into it, just trust in your inherent strength and responsibility. Um... I recommend developing that trust in your inner space if you intend to um, innovate here. I also don't think any positive result of Web3 work is guaranteed because it really depends on who's participating, which is why everybody should. (laughs) In fact, things might fail miserably, but I believe the human spirit is going to be key in whether or not major positive outcomes will outshine anything that is not so great. Um, So yeah, three things that I think people who are collaborating in this space need if they want to innovate in Web3. Number one, joyfulness. So creating with joy. Um, Two, creating with a low ego. And three, channeling feminine energy. So to go deeper into those three things, first, creating with joyfulness and with joy. Just have fun. Do you think hierarchies were fun? No. So do the opposite. Do what only you enjoy. Trade crypto, only the crypto that sparks joy. Um, two, low ego. Decentralization also means letting go of the illusion of competition at all levels. So feeling threatened because somebody else made your idea or that another company is winning, that actually crushes creativity because then the energy becomes all about no, but instead of yes, and. And I know letting go of competition goes against traditional business rules, but remember that crypto and DAOs aren't traditional. And like I said, this is a massive, massive systemic paradigm shift. Just imagine one day seeing a DAO create an idea you had, and instead of sulking, you join the DAO. See, that's a yes and action. Sure, some of you will miss the days of being fought over by elite companies, but that'll be because in some ways you still place your value on things external to you, on a definition of value that other people's perceptions dictates. 
So we're all going to learn very soon, thanks to Web3, hopefully, um, that this is not true value. And the last thing that I think uh, people who collaborate in this space will need to acknowledge is feminine energy. I am speaking purely about energy. So I like to say that this will actually be more of a balance of what masculine type energy is already out there in the work and financial space. So what feminine energy will look like is just more of us embodying a more yin way of being. So some characteristics of yin are being in flow with your feelings and emotions rather than the traditionally hardened masculine hierarchical hustle and get shit done culture. What is more in flow than working when you want to and working only on things that are fulfilling to you. That is yin. That is in flow. That is feminine. So coming in um, and being in touch with your feminine energy, um, whoever you are, no matter who you are or identify as, will be really important. So let go of the grind culture, guys. It it's not uh it's not gonna be a thing anymore and okay that's those are all the things that i think we will need spiritually moving into this world of web 3 um, and it's gonna be large scale collective collaboration that um we need to learn now or as you go as you start collaborating it's up to you Everybody has their own journey, so um, good luck. That is all I have for today. Thank you for listening. And remember, follow me at Inner Space Revolution.